While putting some notes together while comparing and contrasting things from previous Buckeye football seasons, this thought came into my mind. Could the Ohio State Buckeyes repeat history in 2023? I have an answer for you during today's episode of Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Tuesday, June 13th in the year 2023, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. During today's episode, we will discuss if there's a problem with Ohio State's strength and conditioning program. If there's a problem, we will also discuss how to fix it. But first, there's a connection between Ohio State's 2013 season and the season in 2022. Both seasons ended with back-to-back losses. 2013, a loss to Michigan State in the Big Ten Championship, and also a a loss in a bowl game against the Clemson Tigers. 2022, a loss to the Wolverines of Michigan, And then also a loss in a bowl game in the playoff to the Georgia Bulldogs. In 2014, the Buckeyes followed it up with a national championship winning season. Now, I'm not here to say that the Buckeyes are going to be a lock to win the national championship right now in the upcoming season. However, history could repeat itself. Ryan Day is a coach. He understands that this season is very pivotal to him and his future of being a coach, the head coach at the Ohio State University, following Urban Meyer, said it recently. It was a tough task. If you were Ryan Day and you were coached by a Hall of Famer, and all of a sudden the Hall of Famer is retiring and you're following him, yeah, you know him, but buddy, you also realize it's a tough task. It's going to be hard to follow this man. Won a natty in 2014 and also won multiple bowl games as well. Never lost to his rival. That's a tough act to follow. Well, Ryan Day has done a phenomenal job in some ways. Not perfect, not an A-plus uh, type of job coaching the Buckeyes during his tenure as head coach. But he's done a pretty good job, actually a really good job of coaching the Buckeyes. However, this year's pivotal, and history could repeat itself. Now, some things have to go your way. You don't have to go undefeated to win a natty. You saw that from the Buckeyes in 2014. One thing you need to do, though, is make sure the talent you'll put together is being developed properly this time of year so it performs well in the fall in a few months. But also, let's think about this, though. How rare is it for Ohio State to have a coach that loses that loses um, two games to end the season at all, just in general? Woody Hayes did it five times in 28 years. That's insane. Earl Bruce did it one time in nine years. Now, John Cooper is the one uh, outlier or odd one. Well, there's two. But John Cooper, for a guy who coached for more than one year, he lost back-to-back games to end a season seven times in 13 seasons. Jim Trestle never did it. Luke Fickle lost the four, uh, final four games of his one year of being the head coach for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Urban did it once in 2013, followed it up by Wendy the Natty. And to date, Ryan Day's only done it once. And so when you think about what happened last year, it's rare in general. But also, in the past 20 years, it's even rarer. 
Now, if you want to take Luke Fickle out and say that was an interim coach, they were um, on sanctions and on probation, and so you're expecting them to not win many games, I will give you that for this conversation. But for this conversation as well, let's think about this. Does Ohio State have enough talent to win the Natty? I would think most people would say yes. Do they have the most talent, uh, enough talent to win the conference? I would say yes. So I would say when it comes to winning the conference at the beginning, Yes, you have enough talent there. Let's just say it's undefeated versus undefeated. Buckeyes, Wolverines, November 25th. Do the Buckeyes have enough talent to beat the Wolverines in that game? Absolutely. I think they had enough talent to beat them last year. And I do believe they had enough talent the year before. Now, games were ended and that games uh, were played completely different. But I do believe the Buckeyes had enough talent to beat them last year and the year before. Unfortunately, it did not happen. So they have enough talent to win the conference, beat the rival, win the natty. That's true. Now, how you utilize the talent is a completely different story. Urban Meyer in that year, simply the quarterback position. He was blessed and privileged to have Braxton Miller. Oh, man, Urban Braxton goes down preseason. JT Barrett fourth comes in, and what does he do? He goes off. He goes smooth off and. JT Barrett was a phenomenal young man. If did a phenomenal job of playing the quarterback, he goes down against Michigan. So what happens there? What happens in that in that moment? Thurston quarterback Cardell Jones comes in as a very good three game stretch for a guy who had never started a game in college. Buckeyes win the Natty. Now the three quarterbacks here. Now I'm not going to say. Any of them are Braxton Miller, any of them are JT Barry, any of them are Cardell Jones. I am not doing that. I won't go that far. But you have a guy in Kyle McCord, never started, a, started maybe one game, one or two games, not many. Good quarterback. Devin Brown, good quarterback. I think whoever starts at quarterback for Ohio State, the Buckeyes will be just fine. But in third string, Tristan Jebbia has more run under him than Cardell Jones did in that time. And I know Jebbia understands. Just play my game. Just do what I need to do, what I can do, and don't get outside of myself unless I need to. But when doing so, still rely on, try to rely on the guys on the outside, Harrison Jr., Abuka, etc. And so there's a connection there between the urban season of 2013 falling to 2014. And Day, I do believe, has enough talent to do it. But will Day use that talent properly? I think that's the question right there. I think last year's season, Ohio State, many people believe they had enough talent and they were good enough to win the national championship. Now, I understand why they did not, and we just also discussed numerous issues and analyzed the Buckeye football properly here on the show throughout the season, do some live shows there as well after games on the weekends. And so you're getting instant reactions but you're also getting things throughout the week after watching the film, after seeing the ins and outs, after watching the pressers, we get some more analysis here as well. And so history could repeat itself for the Buckeyes. Urban used the talent properly. Urban used the talent wisely. But also Urban was just, he was just a dog of a coach. Like Urban was different. Does Orion Day have a different type of coaching year in 2023 to allow 2023 to be like 2014 and 2022 was similar to 2013, both years, 2022 and 2013, end of the year with back-to-back losses. 2014 a natty. 
The Buckeyes are my favorite to win the Natty right now. However, I, however, Brian Day coaches this year, like he did in that Georgia game, we could be having a conversation in December. Buckeyes in the playoffs, and Buckeyes might be my favorite at that point in time to win the, to win the national championship. Yes, history can repeat itself, but a lot has to go your way one way. And a lot has to happen by the way Ryan Day coaches the team for that to happen. It can happen, yes, but a lot has to go your way. Coming up next, we will look at Ohio State's strength and conditioning program and try to pinpoint if there's a problem with this part of the program. We'll have an answer for you next year on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's right, up to $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. Once again, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bed up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen every single day. Now is the perfect time to go subscribe to Locked On Buckeyes on the podcast platform you're currently using. If it's Apple or Spotify or the Odyssey app or Google Podcasts, maybe even Amazon Music. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you're on Spotify, leave a five-star review. If you're on Apple, five-star review and a comment as well. It's greatly appreciated on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button on this video. It's a great free way to allow more people to come across this video and to come across Locked on Buckeyes to get all the Buckeye news they'll want and love. Locked on Buckeyes is a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team, every day. So this next topic is something that I have discussed for a couple years now. And I think it kind of opened my eyes during 2020. But 2020 was such an odd year. I don't want to say, ooh, ah, that was a point in time. And I realized there was a problem with the Buckeyes in this area. I don't want to do that because I realize that I watch enough football. You watch enough football. We all watch enough sports to realize that year was just different for everybody in sports. Let's go a little bit more big picture. That was different for everybody in general. Doesn't matter if you're in the U.S. of A or if you are in Mexico or if you're in Australia, New Zealand, or if you're in Canada or maybe even 
uh, uh, France or Germany or China or Japan. Doesn't matter. 2020 was an odd year for a lot of people, and many of us are still feeling it, the effects, either directly or indirectly, from things that happened in 2020. But 2020 was a year that I remember Ryan Day making a comment about the boys and the football team when they came back to campus. Remember, 2020, you had to vacate. Schools got shut down. Campus was shut down at Ohio State. Like, things were a whole lot different. And so I remember Ryan Day when he said, hey, the guys are away for a little bit, and they came back to came back to school. And all of a sudden, he said, hey, they're getting haircuts. Like, their hair is getting cut again because even barbershops are getting Shut down. Now, granted, some people like myself were able to still get haircuts, and I'm still I'm very grateful uh, for my barber at that time, Miss Stephanie, for being able to get my haircut. And uh, during that time period when I, I was still working, and well, I, you know, I wanted, a, wanted a good haircut. Today, I had someone, so you don't see the hair, but I wanted a good haircut. I appreciate my barber at the time, Miss Stephanie, for getting that thing done. But he not only mentioned a haircut, he said the boys are smiling again. And Ryan Day also made this comment saying, the boys are not saying the boys in general, but the players are putting on weight. And so over the past couple of years, I've been watching more closely and asking myself in, in my head during games, even to my buddy uh, Jeff Hunt, who was on the show last week. If you were not, if you missed that show, go back and check it. Got some great reviews from that show last week, painting out grades to Ryan Day uh, during his tenure as the Buckeye football coach. But the strength and conditioning program, not just by myself, but others, has been questioned. People have been wondering, is there a problem with it? I think last year I was more um, specific and said, oh, yeah, there's a problem. I don't know if it's actually the weight training or the conditioning that's a problem where, like, the boys aren't physically fit to play the football. I think they're physically fit to play the football um, from Paris Johnson Jr. to uh, Mayan Williams, who has shaved some weights as being a Buckeye, to Trevion Henderson, to Tommy Eikenberg, to Steel Chambers, to Chip Trainum, Denzel Burt, uh, Joshua Proctor, Lathan Ransom. I believe they're conditioned to play the football. And I even realized Toy Malowal from year one to year two. After year one, he was saying, hey, these boys are strong. And I'm not going to say the four-letter word that he said, trying to keep this show clean. But these boys are strong. Tui Malowal last year was a whole lot stronger of a player. So I don't know if it's the physical aspect of the Buckeye football that is uh, an issue. I don't think so. I think it's a lot of it's more mental. I think a lot of it is mental. Think about a, a few games this year. I'm not going to go through all of them. I don't want to relive a lot of what happened during this season. Special season, really good season. There's some moments, some games that I just don't want to relive. One of them caused me to, actually, I ended up throwing my hat and my future father-in-law's hat uh, house the first time that I watched the game with him. And he didn't care. My fiance now at the time, girlfriend at the time, didn't care. But it was one of those things where I, I was just so frustrated during that Northwestern game. And that's one where I'm thinking, like, are you mentally just locked in? Not because of any other reason, just because you're playing a football game. Are you mentally locked in for all four quarters? I have seen Ryan Day's teams not be mentally locked in or have some mental lapses during crucial moments of games. And it's made me kind of wonder, is it Day? Is it the players he's bringing in? Is it Mickey Mariotti? And I'm not on the Mickey Mariotti needs to go train. I am not. 
a year ago, I may have been harder on that. I am not on that right now because I've seen the Buckeyes do a good job of getting players physically, physically in shape to play the football. But I wonder if it's mentally tough. And a lot of the things that happen during strength and conditioning, a lot of it is conditioning you to be mentally tough. I remember in the practice, freshman, sophomore, let's go freshman year. Let's go that year. We were eight and one. Don't want to go through the, the rest of it. But eight and one my freshman year. And I remember they had us run these things called dolphins. Now, I don't know. You may have done the same thing and when you played the football. But when I played the football, it was in my freshman year, they were called dolphins. I think they called it the all four years with dolphins. And what is it? The width of the field. Down, back, down, back. That's a dolphin. And I'm like, hey, man, hey, man, I'm a lineman. And I was I was uh I was not the heftiest on the team, but I was not in the in the best of shape like a running back or receiver or quarterback either. So I was a lineman center at the time, and I said, "Hey, hey, I don't like this running. I don't like this." But what did we see? What did we witness? Those dolphins allowed us to be more mentally locked in during the year to the point that a Decatur Central game where we ended up winning the game six to zero. What happened? We had to run off my right hip in that game. And it was something that, hey, what happened? What was it? We had to do things during practice to help us be mentally locked in. But also, you as a person have to be mentally locked in during that moment as well. So a lot of what happens during strength and conditioning programs, it's not all just a program itself. It's not all on the coach. It's not all on what he's doing. A lot of it's on you, your shoulders, the things you're doing every single day, and you being mentally locked in to those moments. Now, you may want to ask about the game where we lost. Were we not mentally locked in, or were we just overmatched? We were simply overmatched. Franklin Central blew us out the water. 41-6, to week eight of a freshman year playing the football at Lawrence Central High School. Now, that was one game where I realized it don't matter if you're mentally locked in or not. This team was just better. They were just better than us. And so sometimes when you're mentally locked, mentally locked in or if you're not mentally locked in, the outcome's going to be no matter what, you're going to lose the game. Now, mentally locked in is one thing. I do wonder if there were times, Michigan game, Northwestern game, if it was the game against Georgia or other games, game against the Iowa that even still seems my buddy Jeff Hunt last week mentioned this as well it was an odd game yeah the final score is going to tell you one story blowout but if you watch the game you're realizing something's not there properly yeah first game after a bye week cool but something is off so I wonder and I, I wouldn't be shocked if the mental so some some not all not all some aren't all the way locked in for all four quarters during the 12 game regular season and during um the postseason run as well you would say man it would be crazy to think that but think back to some games you watched during this year and you witnessed some Buckeyes who weren't mentally locked in all the way how can this be fixed if this is the issue I have an answer for you next on locked on Buckeyes this episode is brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. Billiards Plus also can set you up with a brand new top-of-the-line grill 
that will last for generations. We all know how hard it is with the supply chain issues this year and getting certain things shipped on time. So when it comes to ordering that one big gift for someone you love, check out Billiards Plus. They have exactly what you've been looking for. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Alhausen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and LaGriddle. That will be the last grill you own. Seriously, these grills stand the test of time. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. Visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Check them out at Billiards-Plus.com. Billiards Plus, family-owned and operated for generations. One thing, when there is a problem, you must pinpoint the issue. Sometimes the issue might not be a problem across the board, but it might be an issue in regards to how you go about solving the issue as a whole. So nobody on a football team, a basketball team, or any team has the issue. Now, also keep in mind, sometimes the issue is going to be there no matter what, because we're human, we're people, and sometimes people don't change. But when it comes to the strength and conditioning program at Ohio State, I don't think it's across the board. Players aren't in shape to play football. I don't think we're at that point in time anymore. But ultimately, I think mentally locked in, that might be a thing for some players, not all. But how can this be fixed, if at all? I do believe it can be fixed, but ultimately, sometimes you just got to dig in yourself. Well, there's two things here, two factors. Sometimes you just have to dig in yourself, look inward and say, am I doing everything I can physically and mentally and even emotionally to be the best player I could be in the upcoming season. Now, sometimes you may look around and say, oh, I'm doing everything he's doing. I'm doing everything he's doing. I'm doing everything everybody else is doing. I, I may be even better than some people. I am a-okay. Okay, cool. Look at yourself. Do some internal looking and say, hey, man, look, I can do better than this. I'm better than this. I am better than what I'm putting out here. I know I made a mental error there. I know better than that. I looked over that. I know what the film told me. They did what the film told me and what happened. I was not mentally prepared. I was not locked in for that moment. So when it comes to Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams, Matthew Jones, Donovan Jackson, Carson Hisman, maybe Joshua Fryer probably going to start. I do believe he's, do believe he's going to start in the fall. Kate Stover, Marvin Harrison Jr., Tuan Belowal, Sawyer, Michael Hall Jr., Chambers, Ransom, Igwin Olsen, Burke. When it comes to these players that are going to be players, going to be dogs, should be dogs on the field, what do we look for? How can they get better? Look at yourself. Like for the players that are on the feet, on the team right now, look at yourself. Do some internal investigation and be coachable. Like that's a huge thing right now, which is simply being coachable. But also, it also goes into Ryan Day, Brian Hartline, Larry Johnson, Corey Dennis, the other coaches on the staff. It also goes into them bringing in the proper players, recruiting the right guys. Because if you recruit the right guys and you do your homework, you do your investigation, and you talk to the, you talk to the head coach, you talk to that player's position coach, you talk to the parents, the principal, the guidance counselor, the other teachers that are that there that are in the high school, you realize they're saying the talents there on the field, but being mentally locked in in all areas is not. Maybe you wonder, is that the right type of person you want to bring into the culture at Ohio State? Or 
Maybe it's, hey, he's mentally locked in in a lot of areas, but the talent's not there. Oh, but you think you can bring him in? Is that the kind of guy you want to bring in? Is he a project on and off the field? Is he a project on the field? Is he a project off the field? You have to bring in the right guy. So I don't think as a whole unit overall that Ohio State's truth and conditioning program has an overarching big problem. I do think sometimes some players are not mentally locked in. Yes, that can be aided by the strength and conditioning program at Ohio State. Also, I also realize some players can't be helped. Some players are just going to do what they want to do. I ain't know a player. I'm not going to say his name. Sophomore year was a starting outside linebacker. We ran a 4-4. going to say it pretty quickly. And uh, four down linemen on defense, uh, four linebackers. He was an outside backer and he kind of did his own thing. Now, he read, react, practiced. I don't know how much film he watched. I was on a varsity at the time. But he kind of did his own thing. And sometimes him doing his own thing, TFL, tackle for loss, he was fine. Sometimes doing his own thing, could occasionally get him beat. Now, the defense was one of the best, not just in the conference, was one of the best in the state, literally held their rival, who was really good that year to only 75 y- uh, yards of total offense in the first game of that season. And so that defense was really, 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 really good. And so him being able to just kind of freelance a little bit was there. I don't believe he was always mentally locked in, but when he was, he was fine. It's a fine line between bringing out guys in that aren't always mentally locked in, but can play, and guys that struggle in different areas. Ryan Day is ultimately on him. I think he's done a good job of putting the roster together. Now we got to see if the older guys are right, being mentally locked in with the talent uh, added into it, or if the younger guys are. We got some more summer stuff to come at you. Kenyatta Jackson Jr., other guys as well that are Buckeyes, that I think will be head busters for the Buckeyes. Maybe not in a starting role, but maybe as a backup for the Buckeyes in the fall. Out of here on a Tuesday. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. Send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Looking to get Brian Smith, Lockdown's recruiting analyst, back on the show to provide a recruiting update. And also my guy, Ryan Roberts of Rising Draft Scouting. Looking to get him back on to do some summer scouting, some preseason NFL draft talk about Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson. This has been Locked on Buckeyes. Here on a Tuesday, I'm your host, Jay Stevens. I will see you next time.